0: Alright, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to whatever And whoever listens to this right now, thank you for tuning into the show Last Word Productions again I am your host Tavares Wilson and as you all know by now, I always get the last word Now, let's go ahead and jump right into the news We got a lot to talk about today, man Not little, not really anything of significance to talk about in the NBA But we do have some things that we can discuss in the NFL And a lot of thoughts And you know just downright Excuse me, content and topics in the NFL that's transpiring right now That I believe is worth noting So let's go ahead and jump right into that And before we get started guys Y'all be sure if y'all do not already Be sure to like, subscribe on YouTube I am on the Last Word Productions I post shorts, I will be posting videos again Once I get the spaces, things for that nature So I want to start recording instead of just uploading the, the audio itself and, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. It's all the same, at Last Word Productions. Y'all go ahead and check me out there. Now, let's get right into the NBA news, little NBA news I do have. I already spoke about the, the sovereign situation, the, um, the Phoenix Suns owner. A lot of people still giving a lot of backlash for that. And I'm going to just leave it at this, and I'm going to continue with the news I do have. But that situation, again, I know people are upset and they have a right to be upset. I mean, this is a dude that has gotten away with saying really nasty and doing nasty things and creating a hostile and just toxic work environment for over almost a quarter of a century, if not a quarter of a century. I'm not mistaken. And this is something the league should do more about. They shouldn't just give him a fine and suspend him for a season. I believe they should revoke his team from him. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. But if they don't, it's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing no one can make happen. I mean, it is what it is. At, at the end of the day, no one is going to boycott the NBA. No one is going to stop watching the games. That's the only way that it will actually work, that, that people can force their hand to make sell a team or something like that. If they boycott the an NBA And that's and honestly that's just not realistic We gotta be realistic Just as much as We gotta tell How we feel So With that being said I understand why People are frustrated Cause like I just said If it was me And I'm the owner of the NBA If I'm David Stern Or You know Whoever the case may be <clears throat> I'm taking the team away from him That's it I mean There's nothing else We need to talk about There's nothing else That needs to be said Or done That is it Give me the team Thank you for your time that you spent in the league, but now it's time to actually sell to an owner who will appreciate and respect people that works for him and with him. So, with that being said, we'll see how it all plays out, but I highly doubt the NBA does anything further than what they've already done. And if they do, I'll be honestly shocked, in a good way, that is. Now, with that being said, I want to speak about the Anthony Edwards situation and I believe I spoke about this in my last episode But if you all do not know Anthony Edwards was caught on camera Basically recording a homosexual couple or homosexual people And he said some der- derogatory slurs And you know things towards them Which was definitely rude and just unjustifiable He said some things that should not have been said It is what it is He's young He understands he made a mistake I hope he understands he made a mistake And Today he was fined forty K for it and there are some people who believe he should be suspended, that he should be fined more, whatever the case may be. I don't think that necessarily. I mean, at the end of the day he didn't hurt anyone. He didn't go out and physically assault anyone. He didn't and he didn't approach them and started cursing them out, whatever the case may be. It was a video that he recorded that he shouldn't have recorded. It is what it is. I mean I don't think that's worthy enough for him getting fined a million dollars or getting suspended for five, six games, whatever the case may be. I don't think that's, I don't think is that detrimental or that big of a thing to suspend this caliber of a player over, and any player that matter. I mean, it doesn't even matter the caliber he is, but at the end of the day, his status in the league doesn't matter. He's an important piece to a solid basketball team, so. That does play a part in it as well, but at the end of the day, even this is, was I mean, even if this was the was um the uh, costas Antacupo's of the world, guys who don't play at all little to none in the NBA, I still would keep the same energy because it just doesn't warrant that kind of reaction or disciplinary actions because of a video. Like it's, I don't think it's that serious. I just think people need to understand the dude is like, what, 22, 21 years old? He made a mistake. It is what it is. Now, with that being said, that's all I got in NBA news, guys, so we're going to go ahead and transition and flip flop to the NBA news. And the first thing I want to talk about is the... Let me pull up the script, I'm sorry. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about is the biggest surprises thus far... In the NFL, through two weeks now, it's not it's not too many surprises necessarily to me outside of like maybe five or six teams. But the biggest surprises to me, and mind you, I'm gonna do good and bad. I'm gonna start off with the good. the The biggest surprises to me thus far, I gotta start with my team, the Miami Dolphins. I am absolutely shocked that this team has looked as good as it's looked. Listen. I knew this team was going, I predicted this team to be a playoff team. But now the way I see some of the other AFC teams panning out and I see how some of them are struggling and how I also see that some of them seem to have the iffy moments and just downright some of them I feel as if we can compete against. This is a team that I strongly wholeheartedly believe can make an actual legitimate run to the playoffs, And I'm not just talking about as a wild card spot. I'm talking about this team can very well much compete for the division title. And the reason I say that is because this is a team that, by all given credit and standards, is a good foundational defensive team. They are. I know it didn't look like it the other day. I know Baltimore and Lamar specifically carved us up and absolutely shredded us. Majority of times than not, this defense does play well. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. I'm not too much worried about the defense. I'm not too much concerned about what I saw on Sunday. Because at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson makes any defense look silly on any given Sunday. He does. it. That's what he, that's what he do. No, it's the same thing with guys like Brady or Rodgers. Like, yeah, they're not doing it in the same fashion. But every single Sunday, they're going to make two or three plays a game that just makes you say, yeah, this guy's just different. It is what it is. I mean, like on a 79-yard rushing touchdown he had, you just got to tip your cap to him, man. Give him his respect and shake his hands. Like, hey, man, you different from other guys. And that's all you can see. I mean, there is, there's probably only one other quarterback in the league that could have broke out for that run and scored after escaping from a corner. And that's maybe Kyler Murray. But other than that, there isn't anyone else in, the, in his position in the league that could do that. So, I'm not too down on the defense after that showing. It wasn't a good showing. Absolutely not. But when we needed the most, when we needed the stops, when we needed the holding on the field goals, they did that. The team at the end of the day was 0-2 on fourth down, and they held them 3-10 for 10 on third down. Again, that is excellent. You may not have had the greatest game in the world from the stats perspective in terms of yardage and TDs and not forcing any turnovers, but... You got off the field you needed to. You held, stayed firm on fourth down on the goal line on multiple fourth downs that gave your team the chance to get back in the game and win it, which they which we did. So I can't too much say the defense looked absolutely terrible without giving them some kind of credit as well because they got the necessary stops. And unlike some people I've heard, I'm not that I'm not sold on the defense in terms of like I'm not selling them. I'm not. I'm no longer believing. I, I don't believe it at all. People got to understand. We still don't have our, one of our best secondary players in Byron Jones. We still are waiting on a development and lead from Jalen Phillips, who in my mind has to be better. I said the other day on Facebook, I think Jalen Phillips is low key some, you know what, right now. And some people took exception to that. Some people I know personally saying you got to let players develop, etc. Listen, it's not that I'm saying The dude cannot develop But what I'm saying is As it stands right now He's not what you drafted him to be He's just not And that's fine We can say that And still also give him time to develop his game All I'm saying is this though He was drafted to get after the quarterback He does not do that well right now The only way this team creates pressure is when we're blitzing. If we rush four people, we do not create pressure at all. It's, it's non existent. And that is a large part of the reason why I did not want to pay Manuel all the money they paid him. I felt as if you can get someone for cheaper in the draft or someone younger in via free agency or at least someone just as experienced, maybe a little bit more experienced, for maybe like an extra one or two million dollars who is a more proven talent. Perfect example is Chandler Jones. Per, I mean, yes, he had one explosive game last season, but he's a more consistent pass rusher than Emmanuel Agholor, and I think he's just as good at setting the edge as Emmanuel Augman. I don't care about him having a lot of knockdown balls at the line screen. I don't care about none of that. That's not; those are plays that happen maybe every three, four games. I don't care. Yes, they good when that they happen, but that's not something you say a guy needs to make his staple to make a difference in your game or lead. It doesn't. That is. That's one of the least insignificant traits about an edge rusher that I could care less about. Is it a luxury? Yes, but that is it. Is a luxury, not a necessity or an evaluation of elite traits that puts you in the upper echelon of elite talents of players at the DN position. I've said this multiple times. I feel as if Manuel Ogwood needs to be your second-best edge rusher. He just does. He's not a guy that needs to be your best edge rusher. He's not a guy that you need taking on a bulk load of the snaps, like playing about 75 80% of the snaps. I don't think he's that. I think he's, a, I think he's what Melvin Ingram is playing for us right now. I think he's a guy who come in, run downs, Play the run well, can rush the passer a little But he's not a guy you want on the field Or three downs I just don't believe he's that Now, has he played? Well, yes He has, he's had his games But at the same time Again The only time these dudes create pressure is when They're consistently Blitzing, that is it We rush four, we rush three No one gets home, no one Sometimes even when we rush five No one gets there you gotta be the pass rush has to be better, but other than that, I'm not worried about the offense at all. I mean, not offense, excuse me, defense at all. But in my next surprise, though, I know I was a little in my bad job, but my next surprise, though, I got to get credit when it's dude. I got to go with the Jets and Joe Flacco right now. As it stands, he's second in the league in passing yards in totality throughout the season right now. I know it's only week two. I know it's going to change because he's not even going to be the starter for the entirety of the season. Once Zach Wilson comes back, Zach Wilson will start. Do not make a mistake about that, people. Zach, this is Zach Wilson's job. Do not mistake that for a second. Joe Flagger right now is just auditioning for maybe another starter job if teams are interested in next season or training for him at the deadline because of, God forbid, an injury, whatever the case may be. But the Jets' offense looks young, looks explosive. I think Bryce Hall is Becoming a legitimate back in this league just slowly progressively, but listen to me When I tell you all that (coughs) Excuse me When I tell you all that they have some young elite talent and could very well much be Playmakers on that side of the ball the offensive side specifically these guys have a chance to have a really good offense for the next five, eight years. And it scares me to say that as a Dolphins fan because Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Bryce Hall. I mean, they still got Corey Davis as well. You want to talk about guys who can flat out play and are still developing. Outside of Corey Davis, everyone else that I just named, are they may be... 24 or younger Outside Outside of Corey Davis This team is young It is talented It is still learning And they're hungry Robert Sala Defensive-minded coach The defense Can be a little better And I think it will be a little better Once they actually add more Secondary depth Or, you know, talent Because outside of Sauce garden There's no one in that secondary I really much Like that much I think I I believe they still do have Marcus May, if I'm not mistaken. But outside of outside of um Sauce Gardner, there isn't really too much on that team, on the on the back end that is that I'm that big on. I mean Colin Alexander and CJ Mosley, I believe, are a good dynamic linebacker duo. And I think even though Colin Alexander has lost a step or two, I don't think he's like Terrible. Like, I don't think he's what Bobby Wagner is right now. Bobby Wagner was washed to me like completely. So Kawhi is still got a little pep in the stuff. And that's actually not Marcus, man. That's actually <clears throat> excuse me. That's actually the Marcus Droiner who's back there now, who I think is a pretty solid safety. So they got they got a solid safety with a good young, solid, talented corner in Sauce Garden, who I believe is legitimate. So they got something over there, man. And hopefully, it pans out for I would love to see more competition in the division. For, not just us, but for the Bills as well. And the other good surprise I'm going to go with is going to be the other New York team in the Giants. Now, the job that Don Martindale is doing for that defense is extraordinary. This dude, I seen a stat the other day. Well, he was basically down, I believe, um... I believe he was down like three linebackers or something. Like that. It was three linebackers, three um DBs. It was something along those lines. This dude put out a three safeties, three DBs, basically, essentially played the linebacker positions and the DBs positions, and it they looked better. <laughs> like it was, it was insane, man. I mean, he he. He is a fresh of breath air for this defense Brian Dayball Has become a breath, a breath of fresh air For the team Cause Saquon Barkley Looked like he got his legs back under him And I just believe this is a team That's going to continually Grow with confidence I still do not believe in Dame Jones I don't care who the coaches is I don't care who you got a receiver I just don't believe in Dame Jones It is what it is That's just me Maybe he could put me wrong this year. Maybe this is his year. But as it stands right now, I would have bet my money on Daniel Jones becoming a franchise guy. I just wouldn't. And the resurgence of Saquon Barkley is something I am all here for. I've been a huge Saquon Barkley guy. And this is a guy that I've said for the longest, if he can stay healthy, which he has struggled with for the past couple years, this guy has a chance to go down as arguably the best running back of all time. He is that kind of talent at the position. I wholeheartedly believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. And as it stands right now, he's actually leading the league in rushing. He's a dynamic player out the backfield, as we all know. He's a guy that can get you those... All, he can get you the scrimmage yards leading the season all the time. Not all the time, but... Leading the NFL, TD, stuff like that. He's that caliber kind of a talent, and I think he has that in him. So it's just about continuously developing for all three of the teams I just think. Because if they can't, all three of them will be set off for success for the next five, eight years. Now for the bad. The bad I got to start with, for me, the obvious is the Bengals. I think the Bengals look absolutely atrocious on both sides of the ball and it's because of the same reasoning. Their trenches are terrible. They cannot block or rush the passer to save their lives. They they just can't. I mean, through two weeks Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times. That's almost seven sacks a game. And this is after they went out and got Lyle Collins, the the guy who was supposed to be his new bodyguard, and you know, the guy who was supposed to be the savior, you know, to come fix the problems that he had last year. That's not working out so far. It's not. I mean, whenever you give up 13 sacks through two weeks, it it I don't care who the hell you sign in the free off season, it ain't a good start. It ain't a good start. It ain't a good look. And. Lyle Carlos is one of the guys that's been getting killed on that line. It's not like he's just the outlier. No, he's getting killed on that line. And it started to take effect on Burrow. You can see it in his way he's playing. He's he feels like he's feeling the pressure more. Even when it's not there. Before it gets there. You would tell he's a little bit more anxious in his throws and in anticipation. Because he's anticipating that there will be pressure. So Those things are true, and I just feel as if this team just needs a makeover at the online position. That's all. They really do. Because it's horrible. It's terrible. And then the trench play on the other side, along with their secondary, which I'm not that high on either. But they can't rush the quarterback. I mean, you can't rush the quarterback, man. Your quarterback get hit every other play. You're going to lose games. I don't care who... The team you're playing against They get after you You can't get after them 9 out of 10 times That team will win The team you're facing will win Because the name of the game is Get theirs, protect yours Those are the two basic things right now In the NFL And if you can't do that If you can't follow form that formula to some kind of degree You won't be successful And right now the Bengals cannot follow that formula So right now they're 0-2 it's, it's simple logic and team after that I want to speak on. I want to speak on Colts. The Colts to me are just looking absolutely atrocious. And a large part of that is because Jonathan Taylor doesn't look otherworldly anymore. The teams have game plan, they prepared, they look more they look more prepared for him than they did last season. A lot of that has to do with cause, you know, now's a year worth of film. 'Cause they they now see his tendencies, they learn who he is, what type of looks they want to give him, et cetera, et cetera. But another reason is Matt Ryan simply isn't playing well right now. He he just isn't. And this is a guy who I I thought could at the very least be a little better than what Carson Wentz was to them last season. If they would have had a little better than Carson Wentz last season, they're a playoff team. But they didn't, and yeah, also we cost them. Because they went out and got Matt Ryan, a guy who doesn't—if he doesn't look better than Carson Wentz did last season, he just doesn't. And if we going off this year, Carson Wentz is easily better. All I'm saying is this the Colts are disappointed thus far. A large part is because of the the, the offense. The defense plays a, a small role, but it's hard to play elite defense, a really good defense, all four quarters when. Your office just give me nothing, man. I mean, they're giving them nothing, and it's it's hard to compete with that. Next team I want to get into, though, and this one is also just so happens to be the other team that played in the Super Bowl last year, this winner, is the Rams. And I think, despite the fact that the Rams won, the Rams first two weeks start off getting their socks blown off by the Bills, who. All accounts by a lot of people They believe that they are the favorites To win the Super Bowl And that's fine I mean it happens It's the first week of the game I mean year Your starting quarterback A large portion of your starters Did not play at all in the preseason You gonna chalk that up to Russ It is what it is Whatever you want to see But Week 2 comes around You got still more of the same problems Stafford Throwing the ball away They got 6 total turnovers on the year Cooper Cup fumbling. I mean, Allen Robinson got involved, but he didn't go absolutely bonkers. I mean, he had some good plays in the game. So, like, I guess that's fine. That's a number two. But to me, in my personal opinion, you paid this guy to be better than what he's given you through two weeks thus far. You, you just did. Bobby Wagner, like I said earlier, to me is washed. He doesn't look like the same Bobby Wagner as with the Seahawks. He's slower in his lateral quickness and movements. He doesn't get downhill as fast and effectively as he once did. He's near he's nowhere near the coverage guy he once was. Now I'm talking about not even a year or two ago. He's nowhere near it. And it's it's honestly telling of why the Seahawks let him walk. And I was so, I was so hard on the Seahawks for letting him walk, and you know, not at the very least training for him, but Maybe they realize something on film watching him that this guy has lost a step, or maybe even two. And I don't blame him at all anymore because he—he just doesn't look good at all. Like he—he he looks horrible. And that's not to say he's a horrible player, but from the standard he has set himself to what he is now, is—is a huge drop off. And I think it is noteworthy, man. But outside, outside of um, Jenna Ramsey having a. Like, pretty much a game clinching interception against the Falcons at home in Los Angeles at home against the Falcons it took a generous game clinching interception to win the game I'm sorry, I'm not sold on this team at all I think this team will not be as good as they were last year maybe it's because they're aging or maybe it's just simply put because they ignored the fundamental needs that they needed to replace a lot such as another pass rusher such as another tackle replace whitworth or you know the pass rusher replaced von miller The running backs they're trying to make it work with two guys that on any other team probably be third stringers or second stringers because let's be honest man i can't make has not looked like the back we thought he would he he just doesn't the guy looks slow he doesn't hit he doesn't explode anymore. like He looked like he had some burst in his rookie season. But after his injury, he just doesn't look the same. And I hope things can change for the better for him because I like him, Akers. But, again, man, I got to call out, like I said. He just doesn't look like the guy that I expected him to be coming out of college. And coming out of FSU specifically. But, I don't know, man. I, I'm not... I'm pressing the panic button if if I'm the, the Rams. They don't look good at all. And just for a bonus, a throw, I'm going to throw in one more good and one more bad. For the good, I'm going to say the Lions. The reason why I didn't put the Lions in my top three is because I told you all. I believe the Lions will be good. I, it, I told you all multiple times. It would not surprise me at all if the Lions are a playoff team come playoffs. It, that would not shock me in the slightest. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And they look like every bit of a playoff team, especially in the NFC. They can put up points. I mean, when you can score in this league, you can compete against anyone. And they, they can do that at a high clip. And on top of that, they got maybe the best offensive line in football. I don't think that's an understatement. I think that's kind of factual. But for my bad team bonus, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. And I know Denver won the other day. Listen, guys, they beat the Texans by a touchdown. Now, I, listen, if you want to say the Texans are better than what we're giving credit for, whatever the case may be, fine, I guess. But the Texans, Russell Wilson, with Jared Jr., Courtney Sutton, you got Javante Williams, Melvin McGorney in the backfield, you got a decent old line, the defense is good enough. And you tell me you go out there and lose to the Houston Texans, Davis Mills. Led team, well, you don't lose, but you beat them by a singular touchdown, with all that talent oozing and just around you. I'm sorry, me personally, I know a win is a win, but it just does not sit right with me. It just doesn't. They got to be better, man. Russell Wilson has to be better. They they got to be better if they want to achieve their playoff aspirations like how they thought they had coming into the season. But that being said. Let's move on into my overall week two thoughts. And for starters, I want to go with this quarterback situation thus far. As we all know, Chay Lance got hurt last game. He broke his ankle, had to get surgery on it. He will miss the remainder of the season. But that being said, though, Jimmy Garoppolo did come into the game, and Jimmy played pretty well. Now, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo... I don't think this is his job to take back. I think once Trey Lance does come back next season, it's his job. And I don't think it's even debatable. I don't think people need to be making it seem as if that Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to win his job back because he doesn't. Now that being said, I wanted to speak on the Steelers quarterback situation. And I just want to tell people, I said this for the longest about Mr. Trubisky. I've said this about Mr. Trubisky since he's been in the league before he was drafted. North Carolina quarterback never won anything, hasn't amounted anything at all. This guy is a guy who I always said would end up being a bust, and he will be a career backup, and that's exactly what he looks like. Listen to me; it's no hate against the man, it's no hate towards the man. I don't wish failure on no one in this life, cause I know how hard it is, even for a multi-million dollar athlete, it's hard. But at the end of the day, I won't lie to myself. I won't lie to you guys just to protect anyone's feelings. I'm going to call it like I see it, and I'm going to say what I mean and mean what I say. Mitch Trubisky is not a good quarterback, folks. He's just not. It is just it is what it is. If the Steelers want to be back competitive in that division and in this really tough AFC, they have to. And I mean have to bench him for favorite Kenny Pickett. You didn't draft Kenny Pickett just to have him sit at the bench. I know there will come a time in the season when Kenny Pickett will play because the studs ultimately need to see what they got in Kenny Pickett. But that time, to me and my personal opinion, needs to come sooner than later because Mr. Basically does not have it, y'all. I'm telling y'all not. Even despite the fact they won the week before, it took them five turnovers, a block extra point, and two missed field goals to win that game. In a game, again, people, in a game, they had five turnovers. And you had to force O.T., to even win that game, I'm sorry. It's, it's, just, it's just not sitting right with me. There's there's something that's not adding up about that. And if I'm a Steelers, I bench him immediately. And I'm talking about immediately. Like it's, at this point, I'm not even worried about what else happens. I, I'm benching him. I would rather lose with Kenny Pickett than lose with Ms. Trubisky. If if I'm a Steelers, that's my mindset. But I'm going to get off into my week three predictions real quick, guys. So let's go through it. So we got Pittsburgh, got the Browns on Thursday night. I got the Browns winning that. To me, both quarterbacks aren't overly impressive. I'm not overly impressed by Jacoby Brissett. I'm not overly impressed by Ms. Trubisky, as I just said. But I believe the Browns have more talents. I believe they can run the ball a little bit more effectively. And with T.J. Watt out, that's going to create a little bit more time for Jacoby to throw the ball. And even though Jadavion Clowney will be missing action in this game, Miles Garrett is still playing. And whenever Miles Garrett on the field, it's a rough night for any tackle he going up against. So I got the Browns winning that. Buffalo at Miami. This will be a great game. As a Dolphins fan, I want to pick my team so bad to win this game. But however, before I get into my prediction, let me say this. Whoever wins this game, in my personal opinion, this is my bold prediction of this week, they will win the division. So whoever wins this game, in my opinion, will win the division. So with that being said, I'm going with the Bills in this game. I cannot pick the Dolphins to beat the Bills until I actually see them beat the Bills. I I just can't, I cannot pick them up against a team and predicting them beating them when they haven't beaten them for two straight years. I believe it may be longer than that. So, I I can't do it. They have. I mean, they've beaten the Bills one time since they've drafted Josh Allen. That is horrible. And he's been in the league, I believe, what five years now, four years. That's that's terrible. But anyway, Detroit at the Vikings. This game could go either way. Both of these offenses high power, They both got. Really good offensive weapons. Both quarterbacks are. One is pretty good, and Kirk Cousins. I think he's better when he's giving credit for. The other one is. He's a system guy, but. I'm going with the Vikings to bounce back in this game. Game can go either way. Baltimore at the Patriots. I got Baltimore taking that. Saints and the Panthers. I got the Saints taking that one. The Panthers are just a dumpster fire right now. Their defense is pretty solid, but they are horrible against the run. They're good against the pass, so that's a good thing. But outside of that, the offense, they just don't look inspired to play football. And a lot of that got to do with Matt Rule. And I would not be surprised if they lose this game, then he's fired. So after that, you got the Texans at the Bears. I got the Bears taking that. I think Justin Fields has a really good game against the Texans at home in Chicago. The Colts had the Chiefs had the Chiefs obliterating the Colts And let me say this about the Colts And I know I said this for one of my um, bad teams so far If the Colts lose this game Which there's a really strong chance they will Despite the fact that they're even at home We can officially say that the Indianapolis Colts are just doomed To, to have a talented roster and not be good with it Because it, it makes zero sense to me that you went out and got Matt Ryan Who was supposed to be an upgrade of a Carson Wentz By all accounts You went and got Stephon Gilmore at corner You had Darius Leonard Arguably the best inside linebacker in the league right now Had a really good defense DeForest Buckner, Leonard You got Stephon Gilmore with them now Solid good front seven Then you go out and get Matt Ryan To help get these young guys To Elevated to another level with like Michael Pittman Jr. Things of that nature Jonathan Taylor who by all is considered was the best running back None of that's kind of fruition at all none of it and it's sad to see Then after that we got the Eagles at the Commanders. I got the Eagles taking that one I think the Eagles are just a better team Even though I think Washington is a little better than what they're giving credit for They got the Bengals at the Jets. I think the Bengals get their first win of the season here Raiders at the Titans. I got the Raiders getting their first win of the season as well. I just don't... Mike Verb was a good coach, but he just can't coach talent, man. They they have no talent. Their secondary is horrible. Outside of Cameron Byard, Their front seven is okay at best. Outside of Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree. So, outside of them guys, I, I don't believe in their defense at all. Derrick Henry, look like he's losing his step, And... They have no receivers And that may look like why Derrick Henry is losing a step Because we don't got no playmakers on the outside man. No, Everyone is going to lower the box Against Derrick Henry They're going to dare you to beat them one-on-one So That being the case We got the Raiders taking that And then Jacksonville going to the Chargers I got the Chargers obliterated Jacksonville Whether it's, <laughs> whether Justin Herbert plays or not they, I like them to the cream them I'm talking about bad Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa coming off the edge to get Trevor Lawrence. Hey, good luck, my man. Falcons at the Seahawks. I'll take the Seahawks to win this game. I like the, I like the Falcons to put up a comp- competitive game, but when it comes down to it, I just think the Seahawks are a little bit more fundamentally sound team. So I'm going to go with them. I think they're a little bit more, better coach as well. Rams at Cardinals, I'll take the Rams in this game, but I go either way. Divisional game is always hard to call. Packers at the Bucks, pretty good game. I'm gonna go with the Packers, though. Didn't they get the Bucks their first loss of the season? I think these young receivers will continue to develop under Aaron Rodgers and the coaching staff. 49ers at the Broncos. It's kind of tough to call. Cause for me, it depends on what I'm getting out of Jimmy G. If I can get a good A really good game manager who makes a few throws in this game to win it. I can see them winning this game. But I'm not a believer in Jimmy G, so I'm not betting him to do that. I'm going to go to the Broncos. Then Monday night, we got the Cowboys visiting the division opponent, New York Giants, and I got the Giants winning that one. And I got them elevating the 3-0, and I don't know who would have said that coming into the season. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and get in this fan Q&A. So, remember, guys, if you want to ask me questions on my fan Q&A, all you got to do is go to my Facebook page. You can add me on Facebook, or you can go ahead and comment under my YouTube post that I'll be posting on my shorts. It's a Q&A question. Just comment there. Leave your questions. I promise y'all I'll get to them. I'd, like I said, I do them every episode. I post that post on Facebook and YouTube every Monday. So you just got to be wary of that. Now, this first question comes from Van Velsing. Where, when does Pittsburgh put a plug on Mitch? And I spoke about this briefly just now. But I think they need to do it as soon as possible. I, I highly doubt they do it this week. I mean, it's a short week. You got a division opponent. I, I highly doubt they pulled him this week. But I think if Mitch doesn't show you any progression this game, I think you have to put a plug when I'm putting a Kenny Pickett. So I can see it as early as possi- possible. So I'll say week four. This next question comes from Duke Price. Will we see Will Grill? Well, Dak out. Uh, I doubt it, cause Cooper Rush. I mean, as long as he stays upright, he's going to be this team starter. And even if Cooper Rush, you know, knock on wood, even if Cooper Rush was to get hurt, I think they'll go out and trade for a guy before they start Will Greer. That's that's just me. Next question comes from Sway Lewis. He says, When would the Dolphins' bandwagon start? <laughs> a good friend of mine, man, but it's already starting, man. I see a lot of people already getting onto us. And then his next question comes from him as well. Sway Lewis, was that the issue? Um, no. I think the Cowboys, I think their issue is coaching. If I'm being honest with you, I think that's the biggest issue and the biggest flaw. I've said for the longest, Mike McCarthy is a terrible coach. I don't know how many more games he needs to call for people to realize that, but he's not a good coach. He's he's just not. And I don't know when people are going to realize that, but he's he's not. He's not. And the sooner people realize that, the, the better, because then we can now see why A lot of these talented teams around him fail because he's not a good coach. He's simply not a good coach. I I cannot express that enough. He's not a good coach. But let's continue. This next question comes from Nima Anderson. He said, "Can the Titans fully a surprise win tonight?" I mean, I see we see how that went, man. I mean, the Bills put their starters in the third quarter, so. That answer your question, man I I had I had did did my Thursday Night Football Prediction in my last episode I took the Bills to blow out the Titans And they did, so (laughs) The next question comes from Jason Tyler McGlure How many hits can Burrow take before going down with an injury? Hopefully it doesn't get to that But I would love to tell you He can stay upright Despite the hits He, He won't this is a guy that's already had a detrimental injury. He's already looking over his shoulder every play now. Then the season is on the end of week three now. It's just approaching week three. So this is a guy that's in a world of trouble if this offensive line cannot tighten up, man. If they can't tighten up, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Because at that point, he get could, God forbid, knock on wood, he could get hurt on any given plate. So, hopefully they can. I would hate to see it happen to them. This next question comes from Sean Bernie. Why y'all so worried about Rodgers owning the Bears when the cosign of Mendo is everything you own? <laughs> uh, that's not an actual question, guys. My apologies. This next question comes from KJ Early. So, are the Giants going to make a wild card spot because that defense looks good? They had a good chance. And let me say this. The defense may lead them to a couple wins, but this is the issue. In this league, especially in today's league, you need a quarterback that can make plays. You just do. I mean, look at the last couple Super Bowl contenders and Super Bowl teams. Stafford, Brady, Burrow, Mahomes. Who who else you want to name? I mean, outside of Nick Foles, who was exceptional in the playoffs, let's just... Throw that in there. Outside of him, what other quarterback was there in the Super Bowl that did not look exceptional that season or really good that season? I mean, even Jared Goff when he was to the Super Bowl in the Rams, he was a Pro Bowler. I Man threw for over three thousand yards. Like he was good. He was a good quarterback that year. He led the number one offense in the league. If if they weren't the number one, it was definitely second. So I mean. I'm just saying, man, you need quarterbacks to make plays in this league. So if Daniel Jones can't start making some a few throws a game that could help contribute to wins, I don't it's gonna be hard for them to make the playoffs, but in the NFC it's a little bit easier than the AFC is in my opinion. So they got a chance for sure. Next question comes from Frampton Brown Jr. How many games you think the Jazz can win in a row? Longest game the street the Jazz can possibly get is two. But I don't know where the two are gonna come from. Let's just let's just take a look at their schedule real quick. They got so I know they got the um I know they got the Chargers next week. Then you got the Eagles, Texans, Colts, Giants, Broncos. Now, they can win two straight against the Texans and the Colts. The only thing about the Texans is I don't know if they're better than what I'm giving them credit for or the teams they play are just not as good as I expected them to be. Because they, they play good games against the Broncos and the Colts. But after that, you got the Giants, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, you got a bye. You got the Ravens, Lions, Titans, Cowboys, Jets. They, they could possibly win three games here. Because I think they're a little better than the Titans. I think they are just about the same as the Cowboys without Dak, but by that time, he might be back, so that may be a little skeptical. Depending on Dak's health, the Jets, I think they could win that game. They, they got the Texans and Titans to close out the season. I can see them winning two straight. I don't I don't know about anything more than that, though. And then this next question comes from J. Cole. <laughs> when does John Elway realize that Hackett is bad? Nathaniel Hackett has not been good. This this is get that out of the way first. He hasn't. But it's only been two weeks. I know people are going to say, but he, he's cost them the first game of the year. Maybe so, but at the end of the day, we don't know what would have happened if he leaves Russell Wilson in the offense out there. They could easily just not get as easy as they missed the field goal. It, it just happens. But with that being said, it was a poor decision by on his part because this is a guy we gave $240 million to. I'm going to give you $240 million, $240 million. You're going out there. You're winning the game. At least you're going to try. I'm not betting on my kid here to win us the game. I'm betting on you. It, that's, that's just me. This next question comes to, to hit James. Can the Raiders turn it around? No. I never believed in the Raiders. And... All the reasons I didn't believe in the Raiders Are coming to fruition I didn't believe in a secondary The secondary looks bad looks, It looks horrible They're getting carved and diced up By every quarterback they've played thus far I didn't believe I didn't believe in a secondary I didn't believe in the offensive line The offensive line looks bad Only thing I believe in is the Raiders team I believe in their offensive skill weapons That is it I believe in their offensive skill weapons And their pass rushers Outside of that I don't know why people thought Josh McDaniels was going to magically turn into some good coach as if we did not see his stint with the Broncos. He's not a good coach. He's not. And the quicker we can realize that, the better. Like, this same thing I said about Mike McCarthy. Y'all got to understand, like, some of these guys are just good. Some guys in the NFL are just good assistants. That is it. Some of these guys are just good assistants, bro. Like, that is literally it. Everyone isn't meant to be a head coach. This last question comes from Mason Moon. Does Philly have the best O-line in the league? If not, who? Cool. I think Philly has a debate for sure. But me personally, my money gonna go to Detroit. I think Detroit has a boatload of all pro caliber linemen on their offensive line. And I just think they they've got the best of simple line. I think if Jared Goff is a little bit better of a quarterback, you will see that more clear as day. But I think I think the Lions got it for sure for me, but that's all I got, guys. I want to thank y'all for tuning into the show once again. Y'all be sure to like, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Remember that is Last Word Productions on YouTube. Remember I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. All the same at Last Word Productions. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Again, Last Word Productions. Find me anywhere. Look the name up anywhere. Nine to ten times out right there. Thank y'all. I'll see y'all in the next one. Hey guys, I just want to add one more thing before I get off here, man. This is something that I failed to address in the midst of the show when speaking about these games, but I want to just wish the best to Dane Jackson as family, man. He took a absolutely gruesome hit the night before last against the, um, they, they played the Tennessee Titans at the time. The Buffalo Bills absolutely, like, steamrolled them, but Dane Jackson left the game with a catastrophic-looking injury, man, after taking an unintentional hit from his own teammate, Tremaine Edmonds. I wish that guy had nothing but the best, man. I hate to see it in football. This is a game we all love. We all enjoy watching, but it can't be violent and barbaric at times. And those are the players you hate seeing, man. So shout-out to him. Shout-out to his family. My condolences go out to you all, and I hope for a speedy recovery and nothing but the best for him. But again, I'll see you all next time.